Welcome back to the Film Alchemist Podcast, the show where we take the movies we love, deconstruct them, add a snow from a Paco jet, uh, to find out what makes them so deliciously awesome. I am your host, Josh Griffey, joined as always by my friend, co-host, and taker. Oh, Alex Dandino. <laughs> All right, before today's amazingly tasty episode, a little bit of business, people! We're on Patreon, that's right, patreon.com slash filmalchemistpod. Uh, guys, it would mean the world to us if you could go over there and support the show. As little as a dollar a month, you can get in and join the community, see what we're working on. As you climb the tier ranking system, right? You get exclusive episodes every month. You get a commentary. You get mini-series. We got a Tales from the Crypt mini-series going right now. It's going great. I think you'll have a fun time with that. You can even have us pick a double feature of your choice uh, based on how you support the show. So, if you would be so kind, that's patreon.com slash filmalchemistpod. For those of you who already do that, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. It does mean the world to us that anyone supports the show. So thank you guys for doing that. For those of you who are kind enough to join us soon, thank you as well. The YouTube Film Alchemist, the email filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. We're on all the social media you're on. So reach on out. Go ahead and talk to us. Uh, talk to us about our menu choices. Yep. You can, uh, you know, we'll have a long correspondence that ends in tragedy. Also, <laughs> if you'd be so kind. Something you can do to help shows like us out, right? Even if you can't financially donate, we get it, man. Times is hard out there. We get it. If you can leave a five-star rating and review everywhere you find podcasts, that helps us out too. So any way you support the show, if you enjoy what we're doing, we would greatly appreciate it. All right, it's time. It's time. Pay attention. It's course one. Uh, yeah, moose, so Alex. Moose. Yeah, you made the resolution, so I'll let you take over the introduction. Yes, so my uh, first resolution for this year is to be more adventurous in my food experience. You know, I'm, uh, I'm a simple that's man. A, that's one of those lofty ideal kind of resolutions. <laughs> I'm a simple man. <laughs> I like simple things. <laughs> I'm a simp. I mean, simple man. <laughs> uh, and in accordance with that, I picked uh, a new movie, uh, The Menu, from last year. Uh, Fucking love that. Mark Milet. Mark Millad, who uh, directs a lot of, um, directs, I think, most of the episodes of Succession. Uh, Ray Fiennes, Anya Taylor, Joe Nicholas Holt, Hong Chow, great cast, great movie. Just took me by surprise, man. Like, I, I truly, like, it was, I was excited to see it. And um, we get, because I get screeners now and stuff like that. And, um, ooh. But I actually, like, the the, um, the first offering we got was, um, my babysitter actually when saw this in the theater, I was able to give her one of my um, she'd go see it in the theater, um, like with the PGA screening, which was cool. So um, she came back and she was like, oh, my God, you've got to go see that fucking movie. And I'm like, it was like the last screening I gave you. Damn it. Why didn't I go? Yeah. But uh, <laughs> finally, we got to see it. And yeah, just I mean, I think it might have been one of my favorite movies from last year, by far. like definitely in my top ten. So it was right on the verge of top 10 for me. Right. It was kind of wrestling with Pearl. Yeah. Right. Which one Pearl's a little more my jam. Right. But this movie, I actually liked it a lot more the second time I saw it. Cause I went with my mother. Right. Mm -hmm. And me and my mother, we're real like Cracker Barrel people. Right. Like we want cheap food in giant portions. Right. Right. That's what we're there for. The way right? we Any grew up. That's how it was. Like, right. Matt, like I always think of, I like, am the Peter Pan of carb life. Like That's when what you, I, <laughs> I don't know if you remember this. Like when I was a kid, I like, this is a very specific memory for you, Indiana Midwest people for particularly is my birthday meal. 
like whenever we were going to go do like if I was asked, do you want to do a birthday besides like pizza, which was an obvious one. If I wanted pizza, we go to like pizza. I'd always want to go to Max and Irma's because mm-hmm. Max and Irma's had this like ridiculous. It had like a bathtub filled with ice cream. And that was yeah. like your thing is like a Sunday bar. It was just like really mm-hmm. kitschy. But that was like that was how I was like, oh, nice. That's a fancy meal right there. I almost fought a Cracker Barrel waitress but a week ago. Well done. Because she just assumed I didn't need my extra bowl of gravy. And I was like, oh, I'm dipping everything in this gravy. Like, yeah. why would you take – it was like an ordeal. But that's who I am. I am not a man of fanciness, right? I feel like I'm a weird mix because I think I hold myself in esteem. Right. But I also have no standards on what I what I eat and what I drink and this and that. Like, my friends are all scotch guys. I'm like, don't give me your $200 bottle of scotch. It'll be lost on me. Right. I can't tell the difference. Don't give me, like, a $30 cigar. I'll have my $3 cigar. Right. I don't understand the extra – Flavorness, right? I have I have a sure. peasant's palate and royal blood, so you know that's who I am. Right, but Orson for the peeps. I'm Orson for the peeps. That's I'm Orson Welles for the common yeah. man. That's yeah. who I am, and I'm on my way to being as fat as Orson Welles because of my Cracker Barrel <laughs> diet. But <laughs> what is happening in this movie is it's kind of tickling all my my fancies, right? Essentially, it said, "Do you hate rich people?" You're like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, I do." Yeah. Um, do you hate fancy tiny food? Yeah, fuck yeah, I do. Um, would you like to see those people get got? Absolutely. Absolutely. Sign me up. Come on so in. So me and my mom went in, and this is one of those game uh, movies, right, where it's like we know we're playing a game. Mm-hmm. We know this island is bad news. Yeah. We know that this is, especially when you cast Rafe Fiennes as your chef, we know this is not going to go in the direction we want. Like, he's really leaned into right. this in the last few years of, like, being, oh, that's oh, a bad guy, I mean, for sure. Amy said that when we were watching, and she's like, he's so fucking good and scary. Yeah. And I was like, in everything. Like, he's... To me, he's kind of like a Meryl Streep now. Yeah. Like, anything he's in, it's like, you could nominate him for anything. Yeah. He could get a Best Supporting for this movie. Oh, for sure. Without and a Nolan Blake, he's great. But what what it is, I'm always obsessed with movies like this that we know the game we're playing, mm-hmm. and they manage to keep it fresh, keep us on the edge of our seats, yeah. even though we pretty much know I think what we're doing. What's interesting- It excels within the- it, This is an Orson Welles thing, right? Yeah. Is it creativity uh, or limitations, right? Lack of having stuff will breed creativity. The constraints this movie puts on itself by being a game in a in a tiny restaurant, mm-hmm. it excels within those parameters. Yeah. I think it's a, a, a fun-as-fuck game of a movie. Yeah. I think what's unique about the menu that other movies like it can't do is, I will say, like, I think we all knew how it was going to end. Like, they, get, they show up on an island, we're like, something sinister, terrible is probably going to happen here. Not a lot of people are going to make it out of this one. But what's interesting is as the choruses come out, I could not guess what the next chorus was going to be. And that's like that's like this masterful thing that I think is going on in the movie is I could guess how the I could guess maybe the ending, but otherwise like it was just up for debate. And I really really enjoyed that. Well, it kind of follows actually like a madman's blueprint. Like none of it makes any fucking sense. Right. Like his his specific reason for wanting to get the people in this room. All right. That makes sense. Yeah. But his methodology is so straight. And I did wonder, I was like, is this just something because I would never for the life of me be caught dead eating at a place to serve food like this, let alone for the price. I was like, is this something that people who eat fancy like that would understand this better? See, I think that's what it is, is like this is that. Like I'm like we've um as we've gotten like we've gone to like what's the fanciest restaurant you've ever been to that has courses probably like a Golden Corral buffet that's not true. China buffet 
That has like 10 courses. You've been at least to one restaurant where you have to put on like a shirt, right? No. I've never, if if a restaurant has a dress code, there's not a chance. Oh, that's not true. So when we first got to LA, my friends were, uh, they knew Marty and Elaine. Right. So they took us to the Dresden. Dresden, yeah. But the Dresden is fancy. Dresden's a bar though. Right, it's trying to like emulate an ancient time. So Dresden, we wore, I wore a suit jacket, right. but I wasn't. Dresden's like to. a throwback thing. Like I'm t- right. like, so I've you- literally never been to a restaurant where there was a tiny menu, a course. I had to dress up in my life. I've never been. You never done one of those like Valentine's Day things where you did that? That's nice. Nope. No one I know is into that either. Like you were probably the you and my friend Weinman are probably like my two most foodie friends. I don't even think I. But again, I also don't maybe not think- you, but Andrea, your wife, is into that kind of stuff. She likes, but see, like we can't afford that. So, like- <laughs> well, no, I feel you on that, dude. I could have spent twelve hundred dollars no. on food. Like the price if alone, I didn't have to be ramen. I'll say it'd this, have to last me the year. <laughs> if the menu existed in this world, I'd be like, who the fuck can go to that place? Like, who who has the ability to spend thirteen hundred dollars per person? Dude, so get this: when we got our mortgage, right? They're like, hey, here's a $100 gift card. We're like, well, that's a fucking drop in the bucket for what we just paid you, but right, thanks, yeah. I guess. Uh, we went to this this steakhouse, right? It's supposed to be like a fancy-ish steakhouse. Right. They charged my wife $40 for pork chops, mm-hmm. and I damn near went in the kitchen and just started under-sieging people. Like, I was just going to start snapping necks, and I'm like, what's in these there's pork this, chops? Because so, it better be aphrodisiacs. So here's what the, are we talking when- about? Only special occasion, like okay, so because that's another thing that they bring up in the movie, because like um, Judith Light and is it, who's the I can't remember who the older guy. I don't know the actor's name, the older actor. Who's the but boss? Yeah, Angela the, from Who's the Boss? Yeah, so Judith Light and her husband are like regulars at this restaurant, which is fucking insane. It's like, in, like that that that's one of the re- like he that's the reason they're there is like, dude, you're like regulars and you never appreciate anything we've we've eaten, like. The first time in L.A. we well, it's got, also like, funny because you think he'd take his whores there, not his wife. Well, you can't take whores to a $1,300 meal because, like, we'll get to that. I mean, that's true. On top of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can. But added <laughs> you can, but they're the ones who are going to get out. No. So, but, like, the first. There's a different to, kind of buffet you're paying for. When with we moved whore. to L.A., my wife, uh, my wife worked at, um, you know, the coffee shop she worked at for a really long time. And. One Christmas, she got this like ridiculous gift card. It was like, it was like a two hundred and fifty dollar gift card from her bosses to go to um, Osteria Matza, which is this um, restaurant in Hollywood. It's right next to this pizza place. Nancy Silverton, who's his famous um, famous chef now, so we went there, and that was the first time we've ever been in like a fancy restaurant. And I was like, holy shit! Like there are people in here who like aren't appreciating what they're eating. Like I'm sitting here eating things that are way too expensive on someone else's dime. Like that's like the kind of awe and reverence you're supposed to have when you're in a place like that. And I think what's fascinating is from the jump in this movie, so many people, the only person who like sits in awe of it is uh, Nicholas Holt's character, but it is this like, I mean, this guy, this guy rides a dick like a rodeo champion. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's impressive. Like, it's the saddest jock sniffing. It I mean, makes he might you be about so depressing. As, he, he really might be. And I love Nicholas Holt, right? I saw him in Skins and love that guy He's forever. He's unbelievable. He is. I mean, this is truly as pathetic a character as I've ever seen in a movie. He's. Um, but he's he kind of lays out his thesis, right? About why you should give a fuck. Because I'm watching this movie and I'm like, 
you bring out bread condiments and no bread, I'm swinging. Right. Like I'm swinging no, on no, people. Totally. See, like, like that's I would too. Yeah, I'd be like, my, my give us the bread, gonna man. Kick Come in. on. Yeah, my BD's gonna kick in. I'm gonna get hangry. I'm gonna flip a table yeah. and say I'm gonna knock your grandma out unless you fucking give me yeah, bread. Give me bread. But he says right. He has this great line right where he talks about. He's like, you know, some people like sports and you know music. That's stupid. And he starts describing, sh- like, chefs as artists, right? Yeah. Chefs play with the raw materials of life, of death. It's art on the edge of abyss, of the abyss. That's where God works, too. Right. So to him, he is he is with a demigod, right? This is oh, like yeah. an ancient Greek deity that can come down. Like, Zeus is coming down as a swan, and instead of banging his wife, he's making right. him a fucking, you know, rock plate. Right. So he, he is obsessed with this. So I... I I feel I feel bad shitting on people's hobbies, right? We all have weird things that we're into like, and make our day more tolerable. Yeah, everyone. That seems like the dumbest version of this. His explanation. <laughs> I mean, like I, I don't look at Gary on the line at Cracker Barrel and be like, he's pretty much a god. His well, business because that's gravy, Gary on the line between life and death. Here's the difference. I get it because Gary like, makes us happy. The chef does. Gary, that's what happens. <laughs> but like, see the counter argument. This is what's interesting. Is like, yeah. to me. Anya Taylor Joy's reaction. So, when you get to the towards the end of the movie, when she finally like st- stands up to him, mm-hmm. that's the reaction you're supposed to have, which is like, or that's the reaction you're supposed to have, not to like, we're all gonna get murdered, but the reaction you're supposed to have to food that you think is like, why are you fucking with everybody? Like, all you're supposed to do is make people happy when they eat. Like, that's the yeah, whole you point. You give people food that they will enjoy to eat. Right. That's what she says, right? She's like, you bored me. You bored me. And even worse, I'm fucking yeah. starving. Like, that is the that is like the cardinal sin of like, right. that's, that's the cardinal sin of like and restaurants this. like this. Tell me this. When he made that cheeseburger, every motherfucker watching this movie is like, I'd way rather have that. Absolutely. I would. A cheeseburger might be the I'm greatest you right culinary now, invention of the all The cheeseburger, time. It, I like... You and I have talked about this. Now, we've eaten a lot of fast well, that's food. That's what she said, life. too. She's like, I don't want any deconstructed horse shit. I don't I want, want any of that avant-garde bullshit. Bur- I want yeah. an actual cheeseburger. I can't remember the one we went to where they had, like, all these, like, weird swings. They're like, oh, we'll put plums on top of it. I was like, all right, motherfucker. Like, bring it down. You it and around I? the corner from your house. Yeah. You and I have gone to from some From your weird, apartment. You and I have gone to some weird places. Because, yes. like, you are willing to go to these places with me. But, see, here's the thing. I don't I go like, in a I go in a combat sense. I don't like those. <laughs> I don't like when we go to like nicer places. Like I know what you're talking about. This is actually this place in LA. It's called the Counter. Now Ugh. there's places in Los Angeles that do those very weird. Like there's a very like Los Angeles is now in this like burger th- like this burger renaissance where everybody wants to have a fucking burger. And actually, there's a place out here that um is serving the menu burger right now. It's called Irv's Burgers. Nice. But hell yeah, dude! I was at when we went to like comics and Fat Sal's. That's my life. Yeah, but I love that's Fat Sal's too. Like, I think that's a really like there are places that do a great hamburger in Los Angeles. There's places that do a great hamburger everywhere because a great hamburger isn't that complicated. It's a great. It's burger. like it's like pizza, right? Even it's the, love. Be, the 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 percentile difference between the best pizza you've ever eaten and the worst is minimal. People who right? this is Whereas this like is, sushi, the best sushi versus like gas station sushi. Yeah. That's a way big. Difference. This is a thing that I this is an argument I have with people who like whenever we go to like um, like when I've worked in New York, I've worked with people who are like, oh, you got to go here for pizza. I'm like, or I could just go there and get a dollar slice. That's just as that's good right. as anything else. Like I there are places, that, of course, the same are reason people have 50 cars. Yeah. 500 pairs of shoes. It's They're, what we're presenting to the world. This is. 
in lieu of a personality trait, this is what we are presenting as, oh, he's the guy who eats fancy food. Right. Right. Like, and that's why are... I, I, I wonder, this is something I wonder about our hobbies. Does this truly spark? And this might be pretentious and mean of me. But like when I watch a film or I read a book, I get really inspired by that. Mm -hmm. It helps me do the other things. In my... Does that really happen when you're eating the condiments of bread? <laughs> get the fuck well, out of here. I think that's the point. Like. But here, so we're not talking about the movie much, but, but what? It, so here's the setup I love, right? I love that the the choosing of who's in the restaurant was perfect in yes. this movie. Let's start this. Why is his mom there? Because that to, is ominous. That is an ominous me, fucking thing hanging over the movie. My assumption was, and I think he said it in the movie, but my assumption was is like he's never been able to measure up to his mother because he says it when the mess is. When the mess chorus comes up, oh, which yeah. is fucking brutal. But like he says, like, you know, I've never been able to measure up to this standard. Like, this is the standard that I have. He and has like, that. It was Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. Taco he's like, and he's like, my whatever, father was strangling my mother. Whatever <laughs> accent. Like, I don't know if you felt this, but I feel like the accent that Ray Fiennes went with was like, I did this movie Red Dragon. I'm just going to do Dollar Hide again, if that makes yeah. everyone feel comfortable. No, I I've seen a Slipknot video. That's not how people from Iowa talk. First <laughs> off, fella, let's bring it down. But no, well, I, he clearly he, he is. is by assumed. the way, he's clearly not from Iowa. Like, there's nothing factual about anything that he says about. That's his, where his, the burger article was from. That was his his restaurant in Iowa. But he see, at. the core. The I think he has been abdu He has adopted this character because yeah, he, he needed. To. I don't know where he's from because he has two different stories about history that make no sense. Like he talks about growing up in. Uh, Slovakia at one point and then he talks about being from Davenport Iowa like there's two different there's competing narratives so like he's just a enigma of a person at this point because the idea is that he's a caricature he's not a real person no he's not a real person right because that's that's the line we talked about right is that when she says you don't cook with love you cook with obsession he's the kind of person that all of us admire right we admire guys like Michael Jordan Kobe Bryant Right. Um, these guys that are so ferocious in how they approach achieving their goals. Yeah. And most of us aren't, man. Most of us aren't saying, hey, man, I'm not going to see my kids for well, three weeks because I got to, you know, do laps well, there's for four like, hours in the morning. Because I like, here's the thing. I like watching, I at least like watching shows about people making food. I'm not, I, I can cook, but I cannot cook. Like, I, I can make pasta and burgers and those, you know, that's pretty much all I'm good at. But like, I like watching those shows because it is like watching people who it is like watching people make art, which is fascinating to me. But at the same time, I also think like, why would anybody tolerate the level of douchebaggery that comes sometimes with like people being like, that's not the right. That's not the right grill mark on that steak. It's like, fuck you, dude. It's still a steak. Like, come on. Well, that's can we, what I mean, can we not? We see the tables. Right. And it's kind of there are the power bros that don't give a shit. Yeah. The old actor who's just doing something because did he you wants know? To be seen somewhere. Did, I, I read. I, I heard this recently. They said this in an interview that was supposed to be actually Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, was it? So, I did hear that Leguizamo based his character on Steven Seagal. Yes, who he so, hates because Steven Seagal attacked him. Well, Steven Seagal is like legendarily reading. hated by like everyone and everyone yeah. in this business. But so originally, I used to, I used to know this editor right when yeah. I worked in the Post, and he would edit fucking Seagal's movies. And so every time I'd go over, he's like, tell your bosses the cut's not ready. And I just have to wait in Glendale. Jesus. And we'd smoke a cigar, and he would just plaster these fucking Steven Seagal stories on me. 
Yeah. And it's like crazier than you even could imagine. <laughs> so he was so John Leguizamo's character apparently like at one point was supposed to be Daniel Radcliffe playing himself. And the reason because the reason in the movie that John Leguizamo's character is there is because Julian Slowick gets one day off a week and he goes he went to go yeah. see a movie and it sucked. He hated calling Dr. So He's like, I'm right. haunted by it. I'm your haunted face. by it. So originally it was supposed <laughs> to be Daniel so Radcliffe funny. playing himself, and they couldn't do it, I think, probably because, I mean, you know, nobody ever wants to slander anyone in this business, but they totally were going to say, like, the reason Daniel Radcliffe was chosen is because he took a Sunday off and went to go see Victor well, Frankenstein. Also, it's perfect because he's like, I saw Harold Potter. I hated it. No, no, it was the because well, then, then it could be it could be Voldemort versus Harry. Well, again, that would have been be great classic. too. But it was <laughs> the reason would have been because he saw Frankenstein, that Frankenstein movie he did by Max Landis, and he's like, I hated it, and you've ruined my day. I'm like, that would have been awesome. However, right. John Leguizamo is so good still because it's John Leguizamo, and he's just amazing. He's the man. But he's that's so a, good. So you go table by table, right? And so we had this great course of characters. Yeah. And so everyone, right? The first one is have this fucking... I remember what the first course is. Some horse shit, right? The first course... Eat, I, I have... I have uh, the, you're eating the ocean, right? No, no, it's like I have the list up, fucking actually. whatever on it. So those, yeah, the, so just, there's the first thing that's on the boat, which is horse shit. Right. The little... Yeah, the eggs and the scallop or whatever. Yeah. And, and then, then the, yeah, we do we do each course and it's like... More and more bullshit, right? And by the time you get to the bread course, it's so obvious that he has no intent to serve you, right? You are watching his theater for the night. Yeah. The characters are getting more ominous and how they're kind of hovering over. Yeah. When we get to Taco Tuesday, right, as he talks about, he gives him the little chicken where he stabbed his dad in the <laughs> leg with scissors, which yeah. is amazing. Yes. And then... This is where the game starts to really break, right? As he's like, here are the uh, – we printed images on the tacos, right? Tortillas. And this scene is so good because, one, you see, right, the old man has been cheating. Yeah. That's on the – it's a tortilla. A tortilla. A tortilla. A right? tortilla deliciosa. Yeah, it's a tortilla, right? The other Hong guy Chow's has his, the, the financial crimes on the tortillas. Yep. Right? He's got paging Dr. Sunshine on the tortillas. And then Nicholas Holt has images of him, of him taking, taking pictures, pictures of which he's food. not. This Love is it. where it turns, though, because that's ominous enough. Yeah, for sure. But our anchor is this couple we're following, right? Yeah. Nicholas Holt and Anya Joy Taylor. Tyler and Margo. Margo. Or whatever. Even I'm though she's not a Margo. Like You're not a Margo, yeah. Um, and he sits there, and he's mad, and he's like, should I apologize? No, you shouldn't apologize. You paid him. He's like, well, I want him to like him. And this is where he fucking snaps. Yeah. Right. And he goes, you're a fucking child. Right. And he he fucking lose that. You do not send shit back to this kitchen, you child. And he goes, I'm the one paying. So shut up and eat. And he starts giving her the business. And yeah. she's just like, don't don't talk to me that way. And once you see that tie severed, I actually think it's a brilliant kind of middle of the movie decision. Because they're a rock. Right. You're like, look at all these weird people. And then there's just like a normal couple who's coming to do overpriced food. Right. The moment he talks to her like that, you're like, oh, my God, we are severed right. from the room. Well, that's world. when the veil's lifted, and you're like, something is not right on multiple levels here. Like, well, him not taking right, pictures not is right. not a crime on the level of the other tortillas. No. Right? So you're like, that's Certainly not that not. bad. But then he snaps on Margo. You're like, oh, shit. Like, something really bad is coming. And it's it's so perfectly timed when that moment hits. Yeah. Well, because it's, it's this – I mean, I really like the uh, – 
the food crit like the food critic and her publicist are like I the forgot most, about them. They are the most cringeworthy people in the entire movie. Well, what does she say? She's like, we're at the base camp of Mount Bullshit. <laughs> I mean, again, she's just like the and Janet McTeer does this like pitch perfect like douchebag like oh yes yeah. i i make my own bread you do oh wow that's interesting like and then paul it's Edelstein, yeasty. it's folksy paul adelstein is the greatest like publicist scumbag is he, sycophant. A, is he a greater dick writer or nicholas holt i mean they're pretty much comp- like he, nicholas holt, i think nicholas holt nicholas is holt wins. It's not reciprocated yeah nicholas holt wins because like it's like getting beaten down by your it's like getting beaten down by the boyfriend who like just like treats right. you like shit like he like Paul Adelstein's just like riding that dick, and he's like, "Oh yeah. yeah, that makes total sense." I was just gonna say that, yeah, of course. And he'll say a word, and she's like, "I like mine better." Oh, dude, how about this? How about when the the uh, corporate bros are like, "Hey, what's this? Do you know who you're in trouble? We'll have this place yeah. shut down by the morning." And she leans in and she goes, "You will eat less than you want and more than you deserve." And I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. But this is where the movie breaks open. Yeah. So you're like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, because like this is where you're like, all right. So, because with for the like, it starts with the bros. Like this was what's interesting too is like because it's all these like fabricated, uh, fabricated invoices and shit. It starts with the bros, and you're like, oh, he's like going after people for financial crimes or some shit. You're like, oh, cool, he's really doing, um, he's really doing some, uh, he's really doing some work here. He's gonna, he's gonna come after the one percenters. But everybody else's crimes are so minimal compared, and then. Is it then that the fallen angel happens? No, that's later. Is that right? later? So okay, cool. He approaches Margot in the bathroom, and he's yeah. like, I need to know who the fuck you are. When he comes out, this is where we get to the mess. Yeah. And this is the this hammer is the, of the movie. Yeah, this is the this is the turn, the complete turn in the, in the wrong direction. Right, because before it's just like, all right, bad boyfriend, shitty rich people. We're all pretty trained to assume rich people are always cheating around the edges. Fair enough. And this is such a just brutal exchange because he kind of walks up and then he lays out the tarp with the fucking like parsley's on it whatever the fuck that is and he kind of lays out he's like jeremy is a good chef yeah he will never be great he aspires to greatness but he will never achieve it he's like he wants to be me he is jealous and envious of my talent in my life and he talks about how this is a the mess you make of your life interpretation right and it's this kind of artsy bullshit, whatever, right? In a flash, he pulls out a gun and blows his brains out. There is no art. Yeah, no. There is no crap. Just... It is it is an instantaneous and brutal fucking ending of life. Yeah. There's no like, oh, I'll take these pills and writhe and suffer like the meat that we eat. Like no, the other horse shit a, they've been spinning. It's up. It's a. That's it. Yeah. Bring the tarps. <laughs> Another one. Yeah. It's fucking terrifying. And then you just see this mixed reaction. It's theater. It's art. You see Nicholas Holt not even look up. He's still just eating. Yeah. He thinks it's a bit. Like, everybody. because, no, see, remember, we know later. Oh, well, this... sorry. He doesn't think it's a bit. Yes. Sorry, my bad. Everybody, though, thinks it's a, like, until they drag him out, it's like everyone still thinks it's like. It's probably just a show. It's all good. It's so. improbable that something bad could happen. It's to crazy like that this. something would happen like that, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, so, <laughs> so then they chop off the old guy's finger. We're all going to die tonight. Guy gets drowned in the ocean. You're like, holy fuck. Yeah. Holy during the fuck. Pa- <laughs> is that during the palate cleanser? The palate cleanser? 
He's just like. Is this Bergamot, Chef? Is this Bergamot yeah, I'm tasting? Bergamot. I'm getting, Chef? <laughs> yeah, it's Bergamot. <laughs> Nicholas Holt is the greatest. Oh, my God. It's fucking. He's so bad. Why does it? Why is it? And the, you know what? It's perfect, though, is because I truly didn't know what his deal was mm -hmm. until it was unveiled, right? Yeah. Because what we learn at the end, right? Because there's this brutal scene. When she goes back and talks to Chef, right? And he's like, are you with us? Do you enjoy plying your craft? You're a service provider right. like us. You're not like them. She goes back out and he's talking shit. He's like, of course you got a fucking kitchen right. you know, visit. And he goes, protein or veg? She smacks the fuck out of him. He looks back there without even flinching. He goes, protein or veg? And you're like, oh my God, this poor soul is gone. Like this dude is fucking yeah. lost. The other fucking anvil is at the end when we realize... He's been corresponding with Chef for yeah. eight months. So he's known. Chef specifically said, everyone's going to die this yeah. night. And he brought Margot because he needed a plus one. Yeah. Knowing that he was dooming her to death. Yes. Because there's baffling moments, right? Like when they tell everyone to run, right? Run for your lives. He doesn't run until Chef's like, you have to run. He's like, all right. Yeah. And then the ladies are inside having their whatever. <laughs> and he's right? like. And he's like looking in the window like, hey, what's. <laughs> And then when they let everyone in, he goes, what did you get? And he's like, I'll take that. And he's trying to eat leftovers. And it's so He's just taking takes sad. and takes and takes, yeah. It's so sad that this, it, here's the it thing. doesn't even dawn on him that he's going to die. He doesn't care. That it means part's, that much to him. That part is sad. What gets What makes it so much worse is then Tyler's bullshit. Like when they, when they make him cook. Oh, it is that scene is fucking it i mean it's awful. pitch perfect but holy yes. shit oh my god the way you dress this piece of shit down he's like mm, is that a new way to cut garlic everyone pay attention to kyla's creation <laughs> he's such a piece of shit but what he says is actually kind of fascinating right he's like you've demystified, you demystified the, the art yeah. my art my process it's, and there is something to this it's these fucking experts that don't actually do it right and again, this gets back to the obsession, not the love. Right. Right? And right. it's it's just you watch this man just crumble. Well, it's like when you and they try make everyone watch. Well, this is like that thing where people like see something on TV and they try to make it at home. Like it's that YouTube it's like YouTube video stuff. But not like, even that. So he's been obsessed with this for how long? And he doesn't cook at home? No, he tries to. Like that's the difference. He does cook at home. That's like that's what it is. To me, like when Tyler can't construct a dish. Like, if you were going to say, like, if someone said, oh, we have everything in this kitchen, cook for your life. And you're like, Jesus Christ. Okay, fine. Like, you can't think of it. Like, all you can come up with is leeks, garlic, and lamb. You're like. Grilled cheese. Grilled, yeah, I mean, I'd make pasta. I'm like. Comfort food. Give me give me the comfort food. I can make a decent pasta. Like, that's it. But I know that I make pasta. I'm going like, out with the belly full of carbs, motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. But, like. <laughs> For him to say, like, he's still trying to cook something fancy that isn't, that is, like, unique. It's like, don't try to impress. Just make something with love. Like, that's the whole thing. Like, he even says, like, love is the most important ingredient. And the whole fucking kitchen's like, yeah, chef. It's the whole thing. When he, when he doesn't have any. But, yeah, that scene, I actually love the decision, too. When chef leans in and whispers in his ear, and we don't get to hear it. Yeah. And the next thing we see is Tyler has hung himself. Oof. and he's dead yeah and even though you don't really feel bad for him 
there is an empathy with how pitiful this person was. Yeah. That this is where they went, right? That I don't know what he thought. Like he's like, oh, I'm gonna be like buddy buddy with the chef, and like I don't know if because you he to feels be the food oh critic. if he emails me I'm special. Yeah, it's so everybody even sad. like the food critics like you loved that I texted you to come out, didn't you? The food critic makes sense, right? Her sure, job is spitting bullshit. She's closed all these restaurants, right? Yeah. Um, he makes it, but Nicholas Holtz is so. We don't know what he does for a job. We have no idea. We just know he watches obsessively these things about cooking. He's obsessed with chef. Yeah. And this chef is just disgusted with him. Yeah. And it it is, even though Tyler is one of the most pathetic and hateable characters ever in a movie, mm -hmm. there is a sadness to it that it I It is, expect. because do you know that that person exists in real life and they just want... It's like that sycophantic acceptance of like, oh, somebody just... Somebody just like what I do, and it's like, dude, just. Well, it's like it, it's yeah, hard. bringing one of those Twitter trolls onto yeah. set, and Spielberg being like, "Go ahead, show me how to direct." This show me scene. how to direct, man. Sh Go for it, please. I fucking suck. You know how to do it. Show me. And he's like, "Ah, uh... yeah." And it's like, so there it's is like every a artist's dream to do that. Like, it's every yeah. artist's dream to be like, okay, man, you're the expert. Go for it. Show me how. Oh, it's my done. video game sucks. Program it. Let's yeah. go. Go for right? it. Oh, I'm a shitty writer. Write me a chapter. Any chapter. Let's go. Write me a sentence. That. Um. And so there is a catharsis in it. But I, I just, because that's the thing, I don't, I wouldn't say I feel empathy for any other character in that room. Maybe the rich guy's old wife and Margot. I mean, kind of the two you're like, they don't really deserve this. I mean, none of them necessarily deserve to be fucking smored, but. I, don't, I mean, I don't think anybody. <laughs> well, that was like my, like the uh, John Leguizamo's assistant. <laughs> it was like, why am I here? And he's like, where'd you go to school? Brown. Sorry, you're going to die. Ew, gross, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a piece of shit. Again, Fucking it's like, shit. okay, so you're coming after the elites, but you're still being elitist about who is who deserves to die. Yeah. I'll say this. I laughed hysterically when they brought out that birthday cake. Like, the whole... Oh, yeah, you told it, him it was my birthday? It seemed cool a day ago. It, it comes at a moment where you're like, oh, my God, this is so perfectly timed. I think it comes right when she thinks help is coming. <laughs> And the guy has a gun lighter, right? Like, he, they yeah, think they're going to get it's out. It's the gun lighter. <laughs> what a... I mean, that is such a next-level petty thing to do. Yeah. Because that's the thing. He didn't think Margot was coming. Yeah. So this ruse was not for Margot. It was for someone else. Mm -hmm. Right? Because he sets Margot up, hey, go get this barrel, right? And when she kills the Asian lady, they fight to the death. Her dying breath, she's like, chef never told me about a barrel. I didn't forget. Right. And you're like, how that, fucking sad like, and pathetic. He, he essentially he, is a cult leader in this. No, no. He's I mean, that's Jones. how all of them, like, if you read, like, I've read a lot about, like, Marco Pierre White and, like, Gordon Ramsay and, like, these very famous, like, mega chefs. Not, like, like probably the only one that never bought, like, changed his narrative essentially is Anthony Bourdain because he became a writer. But, like, these mega chefs, like, there's a, um, I can't remember what this this restaurant, I think, is based on the one that's in Norway. He, he like, just said he's closing it to just be, like, a food experiment place. But there's a restaurant in, like, Norway that has an island. It's, like, literally $1,100 a meal. But there's this one. There's this place in Spain called El Bulli that's very famous for being, like, ex an experimental kitchen. But these people build up this gravitas and this facade of, oh, I'm so mysterious because I put gelatin in turkey or whatever. Like... It's it, just it so reminds me of that one scene in Pig 
Yes. Where Nicolas Cage just dresses down the chef. And yep. I was like, that is kind of that scene, but as an, as an entire movie. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it, it, it plays this great game, right? It is this wonderful blending of characters. The pacing is perfection. almost clockwork perfection. Yeah. But honestly, I think one of the undervalued things, that the, the scoring of this movie is so fucking perfect. Yeah. The way they really blend and accentuate the moods, right? It is like that little green shit they sprinkle on your meal for visuals but doesn't actually have taste. Parsley. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. That. R.I.P. Parsley. Sorry, I just put you in a body bag. <laughs> put you on but- <laughs> blast. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Bayleaf doesn't have a taste. Let's let's grow up. Bayleaf can't be doing that. No. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's just the scoring is great. The the performances are ferocious. I right. love the mechanic of the clap. Yeah. The right? sound it, editing it, it's in like this a movie. Reset. The it's sound so editing in this movie good. deserves an award. Like it's incredible. Yeah. yeah, that clap is a reset to like here is our next emotional right. jumping off point. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just hard to find a flaw in what this movie does. I mean, it's just Again, it, I think what's awesome is it could very well it could very well fall into this like oh this is just like an assassination of one percenters and that kind of thing. But it goes so much deeper than that in it being about it's about the obsess it's about what how obsession kills kills the beauty of certain things. Like when you're obsessed with the perfection of something or the pursuit of perfection of something, or you've built something in your mind that is so perfect that there's no way it could ever achieve its own standards that the love and the enjoyment you feel about cooking or writing or any of the things that you like to do, not even as a hobby. Like if your hobby is your career, that's amazing. You've unlocked, you know, you're, you've unlocked an achievement. Most people don't then, you know, when it becomes something that you can't love anymore, that's, that's like, it's really a tragedy. Like that's really what the movie boils down to. It's like everyone has their own personal tragedy. Even to that extent, right? The fact that you, you achieve this fame and success you want the adulation of people who don't truly appreciate what you're doing, right? right? They appreciate it in so much as it lets them feel good or write a snide comment, pretend that they're smarter and better. Yeah. You Look, don't make a meal for that, you know, family that comes in. You know, they've had a hard week on a Friday and you see that dad, oh, just melt when he bites into your yeah. food. You see a family quiet and happy and spending time right. together, right? So you 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 get to the point where your money and prestige only they fortress you within these right. fucking people you can't stand. Well, when you think about it, like I like to me, people who go to restaurants like this do food. They don't taste or eat the food because what you're talking about is what people should be doing when they go to restaurants. Like, right? I'm gone the Margo. To, Give me something that I want to eat. When I've gone to a restaurant with Andrea that we like for our anniversary, we went to a place in L- downtown LA that's really fancy. It's called 71 above. And that was a place where we both were like, holy shit. Like we had to like stop and actually be like, Jesus Christ, this food is like way too good for us and we should not be here. But here we are. Like it's one of those things where you got you goddamn Tyler, you. <laughs> but that's but, but see, like Tyler is still doing food like what he's not doing. He's not tasting it and saying, like, oh, my God, like he's not. Well, doing Chef that. says, right. Margot throws it in his face. He's like, I don't want you to taste. I don't want you to eat. I want you to experience. Right. But see, like, like, what the fuck? Tyler's version about? of that is to like Tyler's version of that is to analyze it. And like you're saying, right. demystify it. 
I rather have, than just you, the game experience. is figure out what his overall theme is, and you're like his theme is he's mocking you to yeah, your face. The theme is you're being made fun of, and then he's insulting die. you to your face, right? When he goes to the old guy, the philanderer, yeah, right, and he's like, "You've been here twelve times." The guy can't even remember how many times, and he goes, "Name one meal, one meal that I." He's like, "I come out and monologue, dude. I do a one man show before every course. Name one fucking meal." And then he's like, she's like, uh, the trout. He's like, it, it was, it was halibut. You donkey. <laughs> yeah, you donkey. Dude, his insults are so good. You donkey. It's, oh, man. oh, my God. I was dying. Um, but yeah, he's just, he's asking these people for anything, right? And then he, he drowns Doug Barrick because he's financially free. Right. Because he goes, there are no substitutions. There are no substitutions. Now, that I, that's one of those I mean, things where. That's where you're like, he got an email that day and he's like, that's it. Yeah, like, I'm done. that's the end. We're done. He went to the barracks and he's like, "Are you guys willing to make ourselves into a fucking chefy pie?" Yeah, and they're like, "Yes." yes he like printed out the emails. Like, listen, this guy just asked for a steak, but no steak. We're gonna kill people. I'm done. Like, I'm done doing this. Yeah. <laughs> hey, maybe you should put some ketchup on the table. That's it. <laughs> that's Chef's it. had enough. Had it. <laughs> I'll be in my masturbatorium jerking off to my employee of the month <laughs> fucking <laughs> plaque. The fact that he got that and stole it is so great. Yeah. He stole his employee of the month black. But yeah, I, I okay, so ri- riddle me this. I think Margot is a strange journey in this movie. Sure. Why does he let her go? Because she, I mean, because she asked for, she asked for love, not food. She stood up okay. and she said, I'm starving cook me something that isn't don't play with my don't don't put on a show cook me something that i will love like that i think is like because when you go to rest the other guys ask for bread yeah but they didn't love bread they were there to taste the bread they were like oh hey great Uh, yeah they're great the bread she said i want a cheeseburger because that's something that i a like she obviously saw it the pic that picture but like mm -hmm. a cheeseburger everyone likes a cheeseburger even if you're, I'm I have serious lactose problems now in my mid thirties, and I'm like, I'm still gonna eat cheese. Like, sorry, like that I is will suffer for that the is year. the sacrifice I will make. Like, if I gotta go to the bathroom <laughs> ten times, but that cheeseburger is fucking just borrow one of Hank's diapers and let it rip. Yeah, uh, hey, but like that is like to me, <laughs> she understood the assignment basically. Like, she's like, I want food, but I want something that. But I'm she going takes to a love. bite and says, "I want it to go." Yeah, and he says, "Sure." Because there is this weird thing. He he seemingly has a creed that he doesn't want to hurt her because she's not a taker. Well, at first, because like neither she, are any of the fucking chefs in the kitchen. Right. Well, she gets busted for calling. She gets busted for calling she called the, the boat, for calling the boat. And he's like, I was wrong about you. But like what changes is she asks for something that he she asks for something that will make her feel the love you get when you go to a restaurant that you really love, when you feel like you're sitting there and you're eating something that's truly making you feel childlike again, that is what it is. Like he even says it. He's like, I will make you a cheeseburger. Like the one your parents could, could barely afford. Even then he's like, he just can't not be a con. Do you not think people have two fifty sitting around? Come on. Don't be a dick. No one has 10 bucks for, I mean, granted 10 bucks for a burger is fucking. See, that was actually my favorite. That was my favorite moment. She, where she like, he's like nine 95. She goes, 
that come with fries? Because I'm like, yeah, dude, nine ninety a ten dollar burger, true. fuck off. That's like that scene in. It Pulp better Fiction. be a one pound burger. It's like a five dollar shake. It's milk and ice I'm cream. I'm kind right? of the king. We have a local place here that serves these one pound burgers. Or no, not one. They're huge, right? They come in a pie tin. Jesus. And last time I went, I ate because if you eat it, you get your picture on the wall. I ate it so fast, the waitress was like, "Did I forget your burger?" And my brother goes. No, he's fat. He ate it already. And she goes, what? And I was like, all right, bring it down a notch. You, you got your picture it. on the wall, all right. Yeah, don't embarrass me in front of the public. But, yeah, I mean, there the the performance choice of that moment. Yeah. Watching Rafe Fiennes the little, lovingly make that burger. The little smile on his face. Watching the other chefs stop and lovingly watch him yeah. make food the way you're supposed to make food. Um, It is this wonderful pressure release right you do the old like collar like like this is getting insane you you let the pressure off a little right Mm -hmm. and we all just sit and breathe and we're like so chef is a monster yeah but he started somewhere right this is the the you know the path to hell is paved with good intentions right right and there's this moment of breathing and there's a there's a great fucking moment as she's leaving where she looks around that she stops and looks around the room and the woman of the the wife of the philanderer, right? Who's the boss? Mm-hmm. She looks at her and gives her the like, get out of here, get out of here. Even though that's who her husband was fucking. By the way, that husband keeping eye contact and jerking off to a girl who looks like your daughter, you got to get smored. Yeah, you deserve to be. This smored. should be a new fucking legal document, right? <laughs> if you're jerking off to your daughter, you're smored. You're smored. Smored in the town square. We're gonna smore you. Yeah, for sure. We're going to s'more you. I'm sorry. You don't jerk off to people that look like your own children. Sorry, Trump. You're out. You're out, Trump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of guys that like to jerk off, to <laughs> only the one, not the other. Not you, right. Tiffany. You're out. <laughs> no, she's happily married now, right? Yeah. yeah. Tiffany's the condiments with no bread, if you know what I mean. You're out. You're fucking out. You're out. Not to me, to your father. I'm not throwing bombs. She's the one. But, Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, who's the boss? Just gives her the – Angela gives her the little, like, go, live your life. Yeah. Because Angela also thinks she is not like these other people, right? And there is this beautiful recognition, right, where they all finally settled into we are going to die. Yeah. The s'more chorus, yeah. And it seems somewhat like they're at peace as they it's get almost their fucking euphoric. marshmallow rubs and their, yeah. uh, their uh, fucking chocolate hats. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a – it is the one course in the the movie where I actually was kind of swept up in the artistry of what they were doing. Yeah. Watching them paint everything. It's cool. I think that's the thing, though, because we know it's about to get Wicker Man. Yeah. I think you take, like, wow. You if take nothing else. They were they were committed to their craft. It's this a beautiful to thing. To such where a level. Like, it's so weird. You know, like, because I've, like, you've seen food before where you're like, who would eat that? Like, it's like. It's art. Like, it looks like a piece of art. Why would you think that that's an okay thing to eat? And I think that's what's like, that's what I like about, again, this is goes to the pacing of the movie is you see how they've like, you know, all the lotions and potions they put all over the tables and stuff. You're like, wow, like this is, it's artwork. Like there's no way yes, around there, it. Yes, there is a dedication to craft. Right. And he's like, the schmore is the greatest assault on our palates ever made. Quoted like Slipknot, chapter three. I like <laughs> it. The subliminal verses. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't, right, I know I'm doing the uh, voice of the guy in The Shining who tries to jerk off little Alex. Yeah, yeah you are. This is good. <laughs> but uh, 
Oh, I forgot too. When she asked for the burger, the burger Anya Joy Taylor collapsed. Yeah, it's like the Pavlovian cult response. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's fucking awesome though. Yeah. But I, I love because he says this line at the end, which I thought was so fucking fun but pretentious, right? You represent the ruin, ruin of, of my life. art and right. life. <laughs> it's like Jesus, dude. Christ. Come on, take some responsibility. He, yeah, he's for like yourself. the the s'more is an ass- the most offensive assault on the palate we've ever created. It's everything wrong with us. We must until it hits the flame and it trans. We must embrace. We the must flame. embrace the flame. Cleanse with fire and be born anew. <laughs> yeah, and then you see these people burning and the chocolate melting down their face. It's. It's just a bizarre image to watch. No one's screaming in agony. No one's running. They just fully are accepting this moment. I mean, they said thank you. Like, who is uh, Judith Light says thank you. Like, Andrea was asking me after the movie. She was like, why were they all like, why did they become cult members? Like, all of a sudden, I'm like, because. Well, because he says that, too. He's like, why did you guys not try harder to escape? You probably could have. You probably could have. And I was like, first off. No, they got like five guys that are under five ten. Yeah, they have all weighing the, like a buck sixty. Yeah, the bouncers at the door are all those guys at the door. Knives. We're gonna Come fucking they, they were, were gonna, gonna fucking wreck people. crack some skulls. Yeah, so I think that's another like me. Oh, you guys could have gotten out. Like, come on, you'd have gotten fucking laid. A little pretentious of you to say like, what's the matter with you, pussies? You couldn't get yeah. out. Oh, your big your big vaginas. It's like, well, you're hiding behind a fucking army of knife wielding monsters. <laughs> so maybe let's bring it down a notch, chef. You know what I mean? You want to fight? Like, we'll put burgers on our nipples and dicks and fight. Then we can see who the <laughs> Then we can figure is. it out. Yeah. Then we'll see who the man is, chef. We'll see who the, uh, the uh, fucking burger wrestling employee of the month is, bitch. <laughs> but oh, it's just, why do you think they do not fight in that final moment? Do they finally accept they are ingredients to this moment? I think it's like... Yeah, I mean, I think that's the way to put it. They're they're part of the art. Like, what better way? Like, think about like I think about John Leguizamo's character. Mm-hmm. What better way to be remembered? Not for like calling Mister Sunshine, but now you remember it as some you know. Well, he was of, gonna do that reality show. Where he's like, mm, that was fucking great. Then I yeah. go see a goat, and it's over. <laughs> and it's over. Yeah, exactly. Like now, instead of being remembered as the hack who like descended into reality TV, you're one of the many victims of Julian Slowick's final meal. Like right. that is, that's an honor almost. It's almost like it's an honor the way that it's. I get presented. him and the food critics, the financial bros and the philanderer. I don't understand. I mean, to be honest with you, those people just have it coming. So like, you know I, what the <laughs> saddest, the saddest realization I had during that scene was, is I was like Tyler would have been ecstatic to the so point of just, masturbating. Yeah, he would have just. He's like, come he can't his bust because then he might fucking ruin the, yeah. the art of the it would have been like this like uh what's edging is that what it's called like edging. That, yeah he would have been edging the whole entire time every healthy man practices edging right so tyler is sitting there just oh my god oh breadcrumbs oh, oh i don't know what that yellow shit was is that supposed to be like a honey paste or oh, oh, mustard <laughs> he's like oh god hit my table again tyler can't wait to get s'mored yeah s'more me chef s'more me it was but that's it's, even more pathetic, right? The one guy in the room who would have loved this, yeah. who could have fully appreciated what Chef did, Chef talked him onto the the fucking belt before it happened. Yeah, it's and honestly, Tyler sucks, so we do, he doesn't deserve that. But he doesn't. But that's the other part too. Is like he doesn't deserve it because he sucks, and that's why he didn't get it. The the you know the pharma bros or whatever they are like, 
they deserve it because they I deserve it. another hilarious thing. He makes them pay the tab before he burns Dude, them on a day. Fucking love that. Yeah, oh gratuities included. There's Don't just worry. all of these, all these like traditional <laughs> restaurant beats that he still fits in. You're like, Jesus Christ, he's just taking everyone. Oh yeah. Containers. The uh, the fucking bag boy for the food critic. He's like, Don't worry, it's on the magazine. <laughs> I was like, Oh, how generous! Oh, of how you. generous of you! My goodness. In your fucking hen house of money. <laughs> how he gives them all gift bags. <laughs> Here's a pamphlet about all the great food you ate. By the way, we're yeah. burning it. We're burning you all alive. Yeah, I, I mean, it's honestly just... though, I, I I think it's easily one of the best movies of last year. It oh, is by far. Like it is fun. It is sharp. It it is razor sharp. Yeah. I guess is a way to say it, right? The the editing, perhaps the timing, knife sharp. The score. Yeah. The fucking acting. I mean, they just made the right choice at every moment. It seems yeah. it's hard to dislike much in the movie like yeah and, and again it, it it has this like you know it's a game and if you're not in on the game i guess it yeah whatever I, well but like, how do you watch this movie and not understand you're doing a contained game well like i think about what's, what i thought about the most when i was watching it actually was what we do here so we when we started this podcast like i'm not doing movie reviews because neither of us are in any position to assume that we're experts on anything all we can do this week my thoughts on the Fablemans. <laughs> right. All we can do is talk about movies that we love, movies that we movies that make us feel something, that kind of thing. And like to well, me, you're you're in for a, a loop de loo because we're gonna start doing only new movies and get on Rotten Tomatoes and just fucking spray fecal on. Everything. We're gonna get we're gonna get menued and you're I'm gonna blame you. We're gonna go to All like right. they're gonna go, we're gonna get Let us. Let me to put it this way: if I was in the restaurant. They're gonna get us. The fucking to, evil cult would be wearing angel wings. They're gonna give it. They're gonna get us into a Max and Irma's, and no. you're gonna get us menu. No. You're gonna turn. You're gonna. Nope. We're gonna get turned into ice cream because of you. I would pretend I was gonna go along with Chef's Jerk Fest. I'd find the barrel of bread. I would eat it like Popeye, <laughs> and start dealing out throat rips, Roadhouse style, to every fucking chef in that place. I would have walked out like a boss with all my right. carb power. That yeah, they're all eating like fucking you know. Whatever the fuck that it is like kind flesh of, was on the rocks. Did you ever think – I just thought about that. Do you think that's specific so that they are a little carb-deprived, so maybe they don't have the energy? Oh, absolutely, dude. Carbs fuel the muscle in the Genius. brain. You can't – Genius. Yeah. They're like, here, lick this rock because they know that then they'll be all fainting and weak right. when they're trying to run away. Nobody ate their – In the back, those guys are just eating like Jimmy John's, like bread yeah. by the foot. <laughs> Nobody ate their tortillas of evidence anyway. Yeah, tortillas. So. <laughs> she, I'm sorry. I got to do one thing. Special shout out to Hong Chow, man. She was she was awesome. She's been in two movies. Uh, she, she is was maniacal in this she's, movie. She's she's incredible in this movie. She's incredible in the whale. Like she is so fucking absolutely good. wonderful. And I want to see her, her in everything. Her in the whale. That's an. I mean, that was her year. She should get that nominated was an, for that, one of these. That one when we walked out of that movie for when we walked out of the whale, Andrea and I were like, "There's no way she doesn't get." At least nominated, if not totally win Best Supporting Actress. I don't so. know who won at the Golden Globes, man. I didn't hear anything about her, but. I forget who won Best Supporting I remember. I was Globes. just mad that the Elvis kid won. But oh. I know Brendan Fraser, he wasn't going to go because of what happened. Yeah. I knew but I knew he I wouldn't win because. I knew if he Brendan because Fraser gonna... doesn't win, I'm going to be heartbroken. Yeah. I think if Brendan Fraser doesn't win, I'm going to be pretty pissed. Because like, that's that, the thing, all this bullshit about, oh, it's insulting, and this, he played Charlie with so much heart and charm. Oh, I mean, that was not a movie where we were laughing at Charlie. No. Like, we fully empathized and wanted Charlie to be happy. 
Yeah. Either here nor there. I'm not whatever. I'm not. I'm not trying to get Agreed. into the mud. But and either way, food. it's yeah. I'm not putting a cheeseburger on my dick. What for I'm wrestling. saying I'm is, just saying Hong Chao needs to. Hong Chao is she absolutely is, the MVP last year. She's a fucking sledgehammer powerhouse. In, in this movie, she's just as good. Yeah, like, she's unbelievable. She, she's gonna. She's on the the verge, man. She's gonna get the right movie and just fucking crush. Or like Mar- she did with or, these two. Or Marvel. Marvel hire one of yeah. those. <laughs> so see us next week for our thoughts on. Mothrigan and <laughs> the Fablemans <laughs> and whatever else is in theaters because we're your your hip spot to deconstruct everything mm, new in the world of cinema. Mm, I love that idea. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what yeah. I was thinking too. I was just about to say that. That's good. Yeah. We're gonna talk about a whole biome of narratives. You're gonna love it. Mm, it's gonna be bio. sick. <laughs> that's the word I was looking for. Good call. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That's my mother drunk in the corner. It's art. Oh, mm. Wouldn't that be hilarious if in my seat back there I just had my mom getting hammered on chocolate wine, which <laughs> God bless, man. And everything I, I said, so she go, You're so smart, yeah. Joshy. The menu voice, is on HBO Max. Everyone should watch it. Jesus. Everyone should watch this movie. That and uh, HBO Max also has Banshees of Innershin, which yes, is it fucking does. amazing. Also awesome. So yeah, HBO's, they're, they're doing the thing. So they go are. over there and enjoy it. Uh, guys, thank you so much for joining us. We have one more resolution left, which is... Oh, God. What is it? Oh, the Prince of Tides. My dad's resolution. Dear God. All right, yeah. I've never seen this movie. I haven't so either. I'm, I'm, My father I'm requested in. it. Patrick Dandino Maybe. request. Fucking old Patty D over there. <laughs> uh, yeah, so guys, join us for our final resolution. You know next month is the month of Amour, so we'll have our program for that soon. Uh, we love the month of Amour. So yeah, guys, if you would be so kind, go to patreon.com slash Pod to support the show to find more awesome content over there if you like what we're doing. Uh, guys, please this year, if you hear something you like from us, send it to a friend. Please. Send it to a family member, whoever. Just share it with someone. Listen to it with them, right? We're trying to spread this thing. We're going to do it the old-fashioned way. Yeah. Like uh, Latter-day Saints. We're going to go door-to-door with this motherfucker. Eventually, our Patreon will be $1,300 a pop. But for now. (laughs) Yeah. We'll be chopping fingers off, jerking off into graham crackers, whatever you want. Whatever you want to do. For that kind of price, all the bits are out. It's all for you. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's all for you, Damien. Yeah. Anywho. That's true, though. We will do it. Uh, will. Film Alchemist, the YouTube. Film Alchemist pod at gmail.com is the email. Make sure you leave ratings and reviews. More than anything, thank you so much for joining us. Share this with your friends wherever you can. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Tip is included. Tides. <laughs> the gratuities included. I don't know what voice I'm trying to do. It's, it's good. I'll accept that. Mildly German. <laughs> All right. Bye. <laughs>